This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net. Yeah, you caught me, dude. I think I'm dying here, man. Welcome to the 3B Video Deep Cut Podcast. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> Aw, yeah. It's that time again for another bi-weekly podcast with your hosts, Rotten Roger DeMarco and... Evil Dead Inks and Hey Raj, you're hunting it, ain't ya? Yeah, you're hunting it all right. Just like me. <laughs> what exactly are you hunting, Mr. Saya? <laughs> Apocalypse, end of the world, Armageddon, Skull got a face and a name. Been hunting the bastard 30 years, give or take. Come close a time or two. Too damn damn close. close. (laughs) Boy, we could go all day quoting this movie. But here we are another two weeks down and another entry in the Halloween franchise. But this time, the return of Michael Myers is imminent. He is here because Mustafa Akkad said... I would like to make some money off of these movies. So. <laughs> He's like, I know where, I know where my bread is buttered, and it's with Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. Nothing else but him. It's ten years. Let's bring him back. Let's see what happens. It's 1988. Slashers are. It. This is peak slasher year. As mm-hmm. soon as 1989 hits, it starts sloping. But this yeah. is, this is the year. We have Friday the Thirteenth Seven. Nightmare 4, Phantasm 2, mm. and yeah. Halloween 4. Yeah, and let me say, you know, you and I have had this conversation off air many a times about this movie, like, again, another film in the franchise that gets unjustly shit upon, mainly because people don't like this mask, right? But um, the cool thing about this movie is it literally is Halloween 78, just through those 80s through the 80s lens like it's almost the same movie it almost hits all the exact same beats but it's done for the slasher fans this time yeah it's it's the blood is is amped up i mean we had just uh, some stranglings and stabbings with a knife in the previous film and this movie starts off with a thumb through the forehead yeah buddy so yeah that should give you a good indication right away it's like okay apparently uh getting set ablaze and being comatose from being set ablaze for a decade gives you superpowers <laughs> i mean john c Riley said that shit in talladega nights you take a bump on your head you get superpowers you know, read a comic book man it happens yeah. apparently it happened here yeah. This is this is where he becomes an X-Man. Yeah, and also, so Michael Myers spent 15 years in the sanitarium, catatonic, and then another 10 years in a coma. Homeboy has done more sleeping than living, to be honest with you. Uh, well, we spend half our life sleeping, so he's just got to he's making catch-up time now. He's just going to be <laughs> up up for the next well, no, because after this movie, he's going to take a year siesta. He does take another year nap. What is with Michael? He's got severe narcolepsy, I think. Uh, he <laughs> just is a tough-to-wake-up guy. I know those kind of folks and just can sleep. Yeah, there are teenagers. 
And, well, we don't know how mature he really is inside his head. He could still be however the fuck old he was when shit started going six. south. Yeah. Six. I'm like, is it six? Or after after that Loomis discovered he's true evil? Is that when it starts and it counts? Not, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Um, and, yeah, this this franchise is muddy. We've talked about it three times prior and how... We kind of have this uh, choose-your-own-adventure motif going with the timeline that a lot of fans can't seem to grasp. And uh, it is what it is. Uh, but this, technically, is at, at this point, this is still part of the original timeline. Yes, we're so at one, one, two, two four. Four. <laughs> we're skipping three, because three is its own timeline. And yeah, this is four, where Jamie Lee Curtis has... Joined Witness Protection Program. She's with Henry Hill of Goodfellas. She's changed her name, faked her own death, and abandoned her daughter, which she apparently had in a few years' time between when shit went down and 1988. Because how old is Jamie Lloyd in this movie supposed to be? Your guess is as good as mine. I would probably say... Ten? Eight, eight maybe ten. Yeah. Okay, so... So Jamie Lee Curtis got knocked up immediately after the events of Halloween 1978, pretty much. Mm-hmm. She she probably got knocked up by uh, uh, old Blood Slipper himself <laughs> from Halloween too. Oh, CTE man. Yeah, yeah. So that's why that that's what there's the cause of the accident. Kayfabe is he just SCT got the better of him. He just collapsed at the wheel. Bam! Car explosion. Yep, and they're gone. Yep. So that's a really easy way to write out Jamie Lee Curtis because uh, for the people who don't know, right, so Halloween just shot her into the goddamn stratosphere. And then she she did some other work with Carpenter. She did, like, The Fog. But then she got picked up by, I forget the director's name, and did, you know, uh, Terror Train, Prom Night. She was doing all of these um, horror films, and so by the time 88 rolled around, she had no interest. She was like, I'm I'm kind of done. I, I yeah, she got she got trading places. Yeah. And like, oh shit, now now I'm making quote unquote real cinema. I'm not yeah. slumming it. Yeah, and making real money too as yeah. opposed to, you know, uh shooting these dirt cheap little horror films. So so they they very quickly find a way around the Jamie Lee Curtis angle and write her out. And um, as a result, we get her daughter played by the wonderful Danielle Harris. And as much as I like Danielle Harris now doing what she's doing, she'll always be this little kid to me. I think this is like the pinnacle. I've seen her in a hundred other horror movies, you know, shitty little direct-to-video movies, blah, blah, blah. Uh, where she's a killer or, or whatever, what have you. But boy, do you really, really like her in this movie. So does it does it bother you to if you still see her as I mean, well, she is the same fucking height uh, <laughs> as she was in this movie. She's she's a very, very tiny woman. Mm-hmm. But so is it does so does it freak you out, bother you that she's she has her own podcast now and uh I guess in real life she's kind of a freak i you know i don't know because uh i i don't necessarily think she's like a super attractive person i i mean i like her 
for you know for what she does. I like her in the Hatchet films, but I don't ever look at her like oh mama, you know. I just I still see that kid, and it's kind of the same like. It's kind of the same thing with, like, uh, Macaulay Culkin. Like, no matter how old he gets, I will always, like, just be transported back to when he was a little kid. So right. I always just think think of them as children actors. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, she, she uh, definitely gets into her sexual exploits on, on her own podcast. It's a unique listen if you ever <laughs> decide to go down that route. I'm uh, good. <laughs> I do enjoy uh, scoping out when she posts her tattoo work because she's looks like she's working on a full fucking body <laughs> tattoo. Like it is up her whole back, down one side of her butt, down like the leg, and I was like, and a, I mean the whole side of her ribs. And I've mm-hmm. had some work done, and I'm a hefty fella, and having that kind of work done on my ribs, I looked like a freezing homeless man on that tattooing <laughs> table. So I can't imagine what three foot nothing 76 pounds with buckshot in her pockets daniel harris all bones and skin was like just getting drilled on the ribs for days had to be days i I don't know um yeah (laughs) she must be able to rip a phone book in half she might be she might be wicked tough uh you know who else is wicked tough michael audrey fucking myers uh which sidebar I know we already brought it up, the mask, right? But um, there is a... I don't mind the mask. I don't it's mind it either. I, yeah. This but, was this was my introduction Halloween, so this is the first mask I saw. Yeah. So I have no issue at all with the mask. No, I've never... Like, you look at it and you go, well, it it's not the mask that's on the cover. But that's about it, really. Like, no. As, as a kid, I'm just going along for the ride. But uh, what we do get at the beginning of this film, when he escapes the transfer is we get old bandage face Mikey. And I really like that look, and I wish we would have kind of held on it just a... Just a kept sm- that the whole movie? I'd well, be fine with that. I mean, not even the whole movie, but just a smidge longer, you know? Because we get the um, we get the the filling station massacre, which we're too late to, because <laughs> Loomis is late, as always. Can't fucking show up on time. Well, he's got a limp now. Yeah. <laughs> and Being an ear on his face. limp. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, he's mutated as well. You know, it's fucked up his leg, but now he can hear in three places. <laughs> you got a piece of ear on your face. Uh, so, Loomis... Take a good look. I don't want anyone to live through that night again. Michael. God damn you. Uh, yeah, he hunts Michael and stops at this filling station, only to discover that Michael has already been there and dispatched everyone. I mean, fucking everyone. And uh, then he he cruises off in this uh, tow truck. And this whole sequence is really, really good. Although, the older I get, like the I think maybe like the last three or four times ago when I watched this movie, I'm like, why does this diner have so much Abraham Lincoln stuff? Because like, that's where it was actually filmed. Right, I think we had talked about this. There's a lot yeah. of... Abraham Lincoln uh, photos and memories. I could be wrong, but I'm thinking it's uh, in Illinois where it was filmed, and it's actually like a birthplace of Lincoln, so that explains why that's on the wall. I think that's even in the horrors, hallowed grounds that um, uh, our boy Sean Clark, a former guest on this very podcast, <laughs> uh, 
talks about in his episode covering that. But, I mean, to go back to Loomis being late showing up to the thing, I'm, I'm apparently he's not been late previously for anything in the last decade. Right. Because they're so tired of him at fucking Smith's Grove. They're like, <laughs> transfer, even though it's right on Halloween night. Or close to Halloween, Again. In, end of October. They're like, let's let's transfer him, and yeah. they pretty much are saying like, we're doing this shit in the dead of night so we can keep fucking crazy Loomis off mm-hmm. our dicks because he just won't leave us the hell alone about how evil is in here. He's trying. I, I bet you he's been thrown out trying to smother him in his <laughs> in his coma. Yeah, hundred bucks bets that that fucking security guard. Which man does this movie have a battle between who would be the best? Alfredo achievement winning character between this, that security guard and yeah the dude driving the old pickup truck <laughs> with all that sure. this just disposing the entire plot line of the first movie and with the infamous line of Jesus ain't got nothing to do with this place goddamn right uh, you know he's g- throwing Loomis out of this hospital at least three or four times and again this movie is very quotable this is one of those I think that you and I throw throw quotes out quite a bit like we quote the friday the 13th franchise i think the most of all cinema ever but halloween 4 is is a close second to all of those fridays because we we quote the sayer we quote a lot of loomis stuff we quote uh it's metal god damn it it's metal all the time like what does that mean it means we're trapped in this house like all these great uh throwaway lines you use the Jamie Lloyd big dog one so many times. That's right. Yeah. Whoever and you without are. Without context. I have a big dog with me and he bites. <laughs> like, I'll just get that from a snap from you just randomly out of nowhere. <laughs> and it's had no context to it before or post. And I'm like, yep. Yeah. So, another great thing about this movie that gets completely discounted uh, that you and I wholeheartedly believe is as far as all the films across the franchise, man, oh man, does this one nail that October aesthetic. We've ranted, we've rambled, but nothing... Oh, we we put our chips all on the table. Of mm-hmm. every movie in this series, the opening credits for this movie yes. is the best representation of the October Halloween vibe mm-hmm. ever put to film. Everything yeah. else is chasing this. Yeah. And the other really cool thing about this, which is another aesthetic that you and I love, and uh, if you've been listening to us for any length of time, you have heard us say this. And that is blue equals nighttime. Blue equals nighttime is so prevalent in this film. And also, fog for no reason. Why? Because it catches the light and it's fucking awesome. It is awesome. So many scenes just are filled with blue light and fog and wet streets. Like, it's the greatest thing ever. It's storming outside all the time. (laughs) You look outside and it's fucking storming. And there's fog rolling in with heavy rain. I don't know if I've ever seen that in real life. Doesn't matter. It looks cool here. Yeah. Uh, And we get a lot of really good slasher stuff in this movie. And, you know, we, we talked about it when we covered the Friday the 13th franchise, how I feel in my bones, in my absolute bone marrow, I feel that, like, Friday the 13th Part 4 is a perfect slasher film. Halloween 4 is right there, too. Like, 
all the setup stuff is good. We actually care enough about these characters. Sure, there's some cannon fodder. Uh, cops do it by the book. And yeah, This is where it starts to slope. Mm-hmm. And but but for the most part, we like these people. We like Sheriff Meeker. We like uh, even some of the shit kickers that are in the lynch mob. We like them, and and I think that's where subsequent films went wrong. And we'll get to that really in depth when we talk about Halloween Kills. How like the lynch mob aspect doesn't feel. Like, it doesn't feel as good as it does in Halloween 4. I believe it more in Halloween 4, I think. I, I'm the other way. I totally can go with uh, the Halloween kills mob mentality of, like, <laughs> just getting out of hand that quickly, that much, that fast. It's more out of the realm of norm here where it's really kind of, to, for me, it's super southern dudes in what's supposed to be suburban Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> A bunch of beer bellies running around. I wish I could remember that line that Meeker says. Like, you just sent a bunch of beer bellies out there with shotguns. <laughs> just what we don't need right now to deal with this thing. See, and being from a town that is as small as what Haddonfield claims to be, I can totally see four or five dudes in a bar being like, you know what? Phone doesn't just ring at a police station. No way, no how. Like, and, you know... Watch a register for me, hun. Grab some guns and fucking go out. Like, if he's here, we're going to get him. And then they fucking accidentally kill somebody. Which also happens in Halloween Kills. They accidentally kill someone. But uh, I feel like it's more grounded in reality that four or five people would go out and fuck something up. As opposed to getting the entire town to fuck something up. Uh, like, very like Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. You know, a handful of people think Larry Drake is guilty so they fucking chase him and kill him and uh that's kind of how this feels just kind of feels like shit kicker vigilante justice and on the flip side of that you've got meeker really really trying to like keep it in place uh silver bullet-esque you know what i mean yeah i was gonna ask you though like do you think any of these cops are up to snuff outside of meeker no because it seems like they're pretty pretty inept especially like when they we have the initial the transportation of michael and we yeah. got our first kind of uh, our first and only little bit of the original score okay of course 88 eyes mm-hmm. which i don't mind I, I totally dig the revamped theme for yeah. 88 but we have this massacre inside an ambulance because michael springs to life and he's not even strapped down which is even more funny for yeah an ambulance <laughs> like i've seen that like look at it's more accurate of the strapping down in hot shots than <laughs> than Michael Myers not strapped down in this ambulance. But after this uh, initial attack, ambulance apparently goes off a bridge, flips upside down, and is in a river. <laughs> and Loomis gets there the next day, mm-hmm. and they've not even gone out to open the ambulance to see what the hell's in there. <laughs> they even tell him, like, we ain't even opened that yet. It's a mess in there. I'm like, what the? What was your guys' plan? Yeah, like just to wait for a crane operator to come out there and drag it out. I'm like, well, it's October and cold ass. Well, I ain't going out there. <laughs> There's probably blood and shit and guts everywhere. I, we're police officers. We're not trained to handle this. <laughs> and low rolling fog. Just saying, it's very. Yeah, ro- <laughs> Loomis is the only one that goes out there to open the damn doors. 
Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm surprised. I'm not surprised that a mob has. I'm surprised the mob actually hasn't started up sooner for lesser crimes. They're like, we don't know who's all in there and who's not in there. Did they <laughs> have to cause this still in there? I don't know. We're not sure. You know, I've seen bodies thrown 50, 60 feet from a wreck. Uh, yeah. But then. Michael, but they're just standing there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, they're not. No one, I don't see anyone on the horn to like to hit up. Like a, a search and rescue, like scuba team or anything, they're just standing around being like, Well, that's the damnedest thing I've seen on a Monday. <laughs> yep. You gotta wait for the doctor to show up, you know, to take charge. Take charge of the situation. And, um, yeah, the, all, all the cops in this movie saw Halloween three and are like, Clearly, a doctor is what we need. <laughs> yeah. To Where's, handle the situation here. Quick, somebody called Dr. Chalice to fuck my wife. But. <laughs> Yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying about the rest of the cops basically being inept. And I kind of think that's the way all small town police is. You know, it's like you got one cop who's been there the longest. He's the chief. You know, he knows enough, but he's, he's seen the shit. Yeah, he's, but he's still still not he's a, a great cop. He's the dude with the necklace of criminal ears. <laughs> I can't hear you. That was a terrible Dolph Lundgren, but uh, I'm trying. It's early in the morning, folks. Um, I don't know how. I don't know how to do it, Dolph. All I, I must break you. That's it. That's all. Yeah, his bad Russian accent. That's all you can I do. Have the power. Yasim ya, Yasim ya, or whatever. I fight for me, for me, but. Uh, that sounds like a record played backwards. <laughs> you spin that around, he's like, yes, I am. Yes, I am. I command you. <laughs> oh, man, Chicago kicks ass. <laughs> uh, yeah, and speaking of hidden messages or whatever, there is no thorn cult or anything even remotely hinted at in this film. This oh, is still... Not. We're two movies away from that. Yeah, this is still purely slasher. Uh, still a little muddy as to him being motivated to go after his family specifically. I feel like it's only when it's said in the ambulance or like he's the overhears like, you mean to tell me I've got relatives still alive? Yeah, better get up and go get them. And, you know, for the most part, I've never really understood that uh, plot line, but it's fine. It's one of those things where I go, yeah, yeah, he's supposed to kill his family, but whatever, he's killing everybody else, too, which is cool. So, <laughs> Yeah, why is he going after his niece? I, I don't know. So he can impregnate her to have a baby so that he could kill her and then go after the baby later. Like, what? Okay, you know, it really starts to get muddy the further, you know, <laughs> off the rails we get. And that's fine, but... Uh, the cult of Thorn wants me to fuck that kid. <laughs> but I think this movie, visually speaking... Uh, is one of the strongest entries in the film. And we get one of my favorite sequences ever, which is the uh, running away from Michael to go out onto the roof, which uh, is the coolest set ever. <laughs> I fucking love that. I love like him climbing over the top and like flinging his leg over and looking all stupid. <laughs> God, I love it. He does look ridiculous when he's like trying to be... Michael Myers and on a climbing. Slant. Yeah, and, yeah, and or on a slanted, on a slanted roof. roof. Like he's yeah, trying to like walk like you're not trying to walk very gingerly, like you're on a roof. Yeah. Walk like you're not trying to fall or that's don't total, walk like you're trying to fall. I even think like in my head the first time I watched it, like that's a total 
you got to be fucking kidding me <laughs> moment because they're on the roof they're like well they're they're fine now it's not like he's going to be climbing on the he's climbing on the goddamn roof mm-hmm. the other crazy with shit. the knife in his hand still yeah. yeah that way he can get you know he can pull himself up if he needs to but yeah the, the thing about that sequence as a kid and everything that i never noticed i never had a problem with and now that i'm an adult i always go wait no uh so uh jamie gets lowered by the coax cable and then falls and they're sturdy yeah they are those are sturdy they are wicked sturdy uh cables especially for like a 60 pound kid but uh then uh ellie cornell falls off the roof so if you rewind they can't escape this house because everything's locked down, there's a deadbolt, blah blah blah. Michael Myers is on the roof. These two they people zombied. They zombified all the windows and shit. Yeah, so they both fall off the roof. Michael's on the roof. Less than ten seconds later, he walks from around a hedge and is pursuing uh, Danielle Harris. And I and I now that I'm older, I go, wait, wait, no one can get out of the house. How did he? What did he? Where did? He, I don't know. Doesn't make any jumped. sense. He, he just jumped. Fall, he doesn't take fall damage. <laughs> he gets hit by a truck at the end of this movie and just gets on up. And like, he can do that. I was like, I'll just jump. Like, how much is it going to hurt? Really? Me? I've already withstood a fire blast. I've been shot six times. You think a 30 foot drop is going to slow ex- me down? Explode his knees and shatter his fucking ankles. And then he's like, the shape just has to crawl after everybody for the rest of the movie. I would love, where's that deleted scene? I want to see oh, where him. He looks like he looks like the dude from Frozen. Yeah, I want to see him fucking gingerly, like, scale the wall to climb down. Like, we had him climbing over the rooftop looking dumb, <laughs> flinging his leg over. Like, where's my deleted scene of him, like, gingerly scaling the side of the house to get down and, like, falling after the last, like, 12 feet? Maybe on one side there's a... A chimney that's got one of those lattice trellises. things. Yeah, that fucking Johnny Depp climbed up and down. And he just, <laughs> he just like fireman pulled down the side of that thing. Yeah, Jackie Chan it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all the way down. Maybe I don't up. know. But yeah, going back to some of the characters, and you just mentioned Rachel. I really like Rachel Ellie yes. Cornell's character. She's she's awesome. I like. Um, I can't think of his name. Sasha J- uh, Jensen. The Gra- dude. Grady. Grady. But yeah, I was like, his name's Sasha. Yeah. The dude from Dazed and Confused. Yep. Uh, our other love interest. Cops definitely do it by the book. Doesn't wear pants. <laughs> nope. Super, super attractive blonde lady. Uh, and I'm not even into blondes, but uh, she was one of the first ones where I was like, hello, nurse. And but- even our, like, eight seconds of, of fucking... Duber Wade. Mm-hmm. Wade like is cool. Wade, we had there. This movie is full of little characters that are awesome, mm-hmm. and I put Wade in there with the fucking security guard and and our uh, our drunkard preacher. Yeah, uh, they're all really good, and they're. I think the the difference is because even though they only have a few things to say, they're well written and they're well acted. You know, they're. And what's crazy is Wade doesn't die you know we get no, wait wade lives to tell the tale yeah wade lives the sayer lives the fucking creepy security guard at the they all live but they all get like they but all get really really good lines they, they do and they're all memorable 
but we have other ones and not to say that all these people get away don't think if you've not seen this movie and you're on the fence like well where the hell is this slasher body count at oh it's there and we have yeah. just as many characters that will get it in uh, spectacular ways and are just as much characters like just talking about uh, Kelly that was yep. her name the sheriff's daughter she gets impaled with a yes. shotgun like, yeah that shot just rammed through her yeah, and you got to be a wicked strong motherfucker. And I've, that's been, I think I did a top five kills in Halloween, the Halloween franchise, way, 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 way back in the infancy of the YouTube channel. And that was on there, you know? Because that's it's a weird one. It's, it's weird, it's but a, it's memorable. Memorable, but I think because it's so bizarre. Mm-hmm. And then we have one that, if you're, if you've seen our tapehead feature film, you know, the deep cut. We threw in there. We have, <laughs> we have the poor electrician Bucky. Goddamn right. Uh, He's not Buck. ready for this Halloween shit. Yeah. Uh, I literally just quoted that last night. I was hanging out with my son, and I can't remember what what he showed me. And I said, uh, I, you know, I threw the Bucky line out there. And he's like, what's that from? So then I showed him the clip on YouTube, and then he's like, wait a minute. Like, then it clicked to him that we did it for Tapehead. And he's like, "You did you steal that for Tapehead? I said, no, I didn't steal it. I paid homage. It's homage. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> yes. You know? so, We're but, not denying Halloween 4 happened and Bucky is an awesome character. We're going, we like that. We're going to do that and pay a tribute. Yes. Which, sidebar, speaking of things totally forgot from last episode that I remembered just today, actually, mm. uh, you were talking about that Tom Segura joke on what actor that his dad was saying was gay. Mm-hmm. Halfway through my shift at work today, I was like, Tommy Lee Jones. Yep, there you go. Wow, I thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones is not gay. <laughs> Don't you think we just stopped spreading that rumor? <laughs> now we should. Now, now we, we should. should. Yep. Bikes! <laughs> I love me some Tom Segura. Uh, but yeah, dude, so as far as Bucky goes, right? That's another character. Phenomenal lines, really well acted, and and he's integral to the plot, even though you don't think that he is, because without his death sequence, the town doesn't lose power. So uh, he gets a couple of good barbs to throw at Mikey, and then Mikey throws him into uh, the transistor, which a fucking excellent kill, absolutely excellent. Um, but it looks like it's on the outside of town. So there's always been one of the things I'm like... I don't so, know why the hell he... Like, do you think that's a plan thing? Like, he's, like, taking some Jason Part 4 route shit there? Like, I gotta cut the power to this town. I'm gonna go stop by the uh, power grid here and well, <laughs> make sure to take the whole thing out. You know, we, happened to be a guy working there. I think we established that when we talked about Halloween 2, is that unlike Jason, Michael is not retarded. So... Or special needs. Michael is not special needs for those who don't like the R word. Um, so I think he's got some planning. You know what I mean? Like, they all do the thing where they hide bodies and, and do the whole, like, you know, set traps and all of that hoopla. So I, I think I think maybe it was a calculated move on the part of Michael Myers. Maybe. Uh, sure, I'll go with that. Yeah. With the logic we've started to establish, yeah, we'll go with that. That was planned. It, it just comes <laughs> out of nowhere, and it's a great way to segue a kill in. And it's it's a meaningless in a sense kill, mm-hmm. but it's everything works 
for it. Like you said, the lines work for it, the actor works well in it, and it serves a purpose in the overall story. So there's you, uh, one on uh, Class 101 on how to create a, a uh, meaningless kill with meaning. Mm-hmm. There it is, Bucky 101. Uh, and then, like The Bucky said, method. That the, should be the, employ that. Damn right. That's yeah. We've got uh, we've got a whole bunch of words and phrases we use for certain things, like the jelly factor, which we haven't really brought up. No, much. I haven't had a jelly factor in a long time. I, I I'm a big fan of your nothing, nothing, something. Mm-hmm. The old nothing, nothing, something. And then we can just throw in there the Bucky formula. Yes. Uh, but yeah, going back to Grady, right? He's another. I, th- I feel like Grady is the most fleshed out character in this movie and and that's saying something because not a lot of there's not a lot of character arc or character development in these characters although you like them but you know Grady seems to get the most sequences where you get to kind of figure him out understand him even though his arc essentially is he's trying to get laid but it but it's done in a he likes. Rachel. He yeah. can have a relationship with Rachel. He's not going to have a relationship with Kelly. Mm-mm. But you can't really turn down Kelly if Kelly's interested in you. Yeah. Good old Kathleen Kinmont. Hamana, hamana, hamana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I was gr- dwelling in that for a hot minute. <laughs> you go ahead. Uh, but Grady does one of my all-time favorite things, and Evil knows exactly what I'm talking about. And you know, if you've listened to us again, <laughs> reads, for any- a, reads reads a magazine after necking with the daughter, and yeah. like, wasn't doing a thing. Yeah, it's upside down. You know, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it, it, I'll it's use that shot. I'll use that shotgun on you. You know what I'm saying? But uh, mm-hmm. Grady gets to go out on his shield, and this is another example of like making a sequence that you can feel when you watch it it feels like it hurts and it feels like there's prosthetics involved but there aren't it's just very creative lighting and George P Wilbur like digging his thumb into uh the skin on Sasha's face creating these weird shadows and these you know it looks like it's. It looks like it hurts really bad, and then you add in that sound design of the. Just a dude probably snapping carrots in a yeah, microphone. I'm sure celery or something, you know, and that kill, to me in this movie, is one of the most visceral kills. Like because he's he's going out on his shield, kind of trying to duke it out with Mikey, and then he just gets grabbed, and kind of lifted up. Like it's almost professional wrestling esque. Like, in the, the hoist. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. It feels very, like, big uh, superstar. Are you... Are you, well, Have you ever been disappointed he didn't go through the window? Yes. Because they have... It's shot with this big window behind them. Mm-hmm. And you kind of think he's, he's just going to hurl his ass out the window. <laughs> he doesn't. No. Nope, he doesn't. Um, yeah, I... I've always kind of thought that, and I feel like there's a publicity still somewhere, or maybe it was, I know it's not on the back of the VHS tape, but I know I've seen a publicity still of uh, Michael holding up Grady in front of that uh, window, and I don't know if it was in one of my fangos or what that got the brain, you know, 
stirring when I was a kid because, like uh, like I said a couple weeks back, Halloween 6 was my first. And and this was your first, which is fucking crazy. Was this mm-hmm. on? Did you catch it on TV or was it on a tape or how did that go? How did that happen? Uh, you know, I don't remember how the means came up of watching it the first time. I just know this was the first one. But I would assume... Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't even assume. I want to say a rental, but I don't know. Hmm. Definitely wasn't something I rented on my own. Right. Maybe your so sister or something? To, maybe. Probably. Or, you know, we had... That was the period before we we cut off the ability of having cable. Like, we lost cable in 1993. Mm. So, from 93 to... Almost 96, I didn't have uh, a cable access, so uh, there was a chance it was a cable time watching. Gotcha. I'm not sure. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, I have no answers for that. I do have another. I do have a question, though. Uh-oh. How do you feel about the return of the ghost of Ben Tramer? <laughs> The go oh yeah, it's that's <laughs> good. That's another sequence in this movie that's fucking awesome. Is which all these kids deserve to get shot in their fucking face first and foremost. But like, this is a oh, terrible. Yeah, all those kids are fucking terrible. This is a terrible I would prank. S- string all these stupid kids up. Yeah, I wish to God Loomis would have shot at least one of them, and then we would further prove how fucking inept Loomis is. But no. Oh yeah, the- give me give me Tom Atkins from. Night of the Creeks, where he's just firing, and it's just on a rotating shot around him, just yeah. killing, <laughs> laying out every one of them. Killed the whole basketball no, team. None of the... There's no good kids in this. Well, minus, I guess, the one trick-or-treater. Well, not even those trick-or-treaters, because they just straight up grab Jamie and like, hey, you can come with us, and then just fuck off and leave her. Mm-hmm. But, like, the older kids suck. The little kids, they suck. They just, like traipsing around Jamie and telling her that her uncle's a boogeyman and her mom is dead. Yeah, I was going to say, also, we can't talk about this movie without talking about that. Little kids are fucking assholes. And my God. I tell mine all the time. Like, I tell my kids all the time. I was like, kids, kids are stupid and they are mean Mm -hmm. and I hate every one of them but you. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, you know, you give them that talk, like, just don't be this kid. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I know it's a movie and it's slightly exaggerated, but there were kids like that when I was in school. Oh, Th- there were kids. tons of kids like that. Oh yeah, they're the fucking worst. And like, I've told them, told mine too. Like, you'll never disappoint me in whatever you do, as long as you don't end up like one of these little fucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the shitty thing is these kids torment her bad enough she runs out of school crying. And then, like, three hours later, they're like, hey, that costume's cool. Why don't you come trick-or-treat with us? And she's like, okay. And, oh, I thought those and, were different kids. No, no, no. They're the same ones. And so here's the deal. It's like, that has so much weight to it, and it's just such a throwaway scene because it really kind of puts you in Jamie's head. Like, these kids are so mean to me, but I want so badly to have friends that I will go with these kids Put up that with one the bullshit. The kid who fucking says that costume's really cool. Why don't you come with us? That's the kid in the Frankenstein that's like Jamie's mommy's a mommy. Like dude, I could have a- swore they were different kids because nope. I, I saw it. I was like, 
I because I thought the same thing. I was like, wait, that's just oh uh, well, like, I, and then reality weirdly hit me at that moment. Be like, well, I'm, I've seen popular costumes get worn multiple times by various kids in the same Halloween night. So I was like, oh, it's like, I totally was like had that like in the moment like snap feelings of like fuck it's those fuckwads from school and then lift them out <laughs> like oh those are different kids oh never mind nope same same costume though i'm thinking they're i'm thinking they're different kids they're the same kids I need to go rewatch back, again you go back I and swear watch. they're different kids and and that will make it hit different for you because it's like again like i said it's a throwaway sequence but man that puts you in jamie's head and you know why she would you know run off from her sister because she wants to be accepted by these kids more than her sister. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like, that's the type of shit where like in real life, you, you think you're being accepted. You run off with these kids They get you around the corner and they beat your ass. Like I've, I've lived through that. I've, I've been through that. I've seen my son deal with stuff like that where kids will trick you to thinking like, Oh, Hey, last time I beat your ass that no hard feelings. We're cool now. And then, do it again like because kids fucking suck <laughs> but either way enough, yeah. enough. and i like and i like in halloween kills we get that we get a glimpse into the every bully has a bigger bully that bullies them mm-hmm. mentality like we just see the chain just keep going higher and higher but <laughs> yes we get a scene where dr loomis rolls up grabs jamie decides to go to the schoolhouse yes and that's where we have the ghost of Ben Trama. Knock, knock Dr. Loomis through a window. I don't know. Okay, so, like, when you watch the movie and you see that happen, and you go, wait, that looked weird. You know what I mean? Like, that's a fleeting moment in cinema watching. But when it comes to the making of the movie, there's a hundred people scrambling around. There's a mask. You know, there's time before takes like how does this mask end up on screen not only does it end up on screen but it was probably like a whole day you know what i mean like they're shooting with it oh yeah it's for like a a, it's a stunt yeah so it's like they did multiple takes before someone went why isn't this mask white you know what i mean like a better question why is a white-haired mask here at all yeah it doesn't make a goddamn lick of sense and uh that prop master shouldn't should be in trouble <laughs> but that's but why yeah. i say that's not michael myers that's the ghost of ben tramer he floats through the school you killed me loomis <laughs> on this very night <laughs> oh god damn it yeah uh the other to... tramers are in trouble <laughs> i was trying to think of the line uh mr burns says in the simpsons when Mulder and Scully come, and he's, like, glowing in the woods. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I haven't seen that one. Oh, my God. Yeah, they think it's an alien, but it's Mr. Burns. I was just trying to think of what was the random person we never actually see that the beer bellies kill in the behind the bush. Uh, Give me a second. Uh, God damn it. I know the name off the top of my head. But, you know, it's the Ken Sagos effect right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what Ben Tramer's... Ghost is trying to warn Lewis is like they're going to kill him <laughs> next because of you. You did this. You took my life and now you sent them out to kill and they're going to take another life. 
Damn you, Loomis. Ben Tramer for the win. Uh, Wayne That's what Tramer. it should have been. I was ever, ever since I've seen this movie, I was like that should have been like another relative of the Tramers. Like it is constantly a a tragedy stricken family <laughs> murdered another member on some Halloween night. Ted Hollister, Christ, Hollister. Our old Ted Hollister took you me a second. Killed the Hollister boy. Ooh. He's <laughs> his most excellent friend. Ted Hollister was <laughs> killed. Whoa. Donuts. <laughs> we got some Bill and Ted bogus journey uh, references. Ted Hollister and Ben Tramer are in the nether realm yes. because of fucking Loomis's fuck-ups. Loomis is responsible for a lot, a lot, a lot of trouble. Um, and he really doesn't get to do, like, he doesn't save the day at all in this movie. Uh, he's not in it as much as I feel he's in it. Yeah. Like, clocking his time it's like clocking the original elm street of like you think you get a lot of freddy but you don't like eight minutes maybe of total screen time loomis is the same way he's not in this as much as i think he's in this movie yeah uh it's not until we get a well i was gonna say we get a little bit more of him in five but five is a muddy mess and we'll be there in two weeks but uh yeah he he's always just he's late to the party constantly in this movie and, you know, but we do get the coolest Loomis thing ever in this movie, which is just his his scream at the end of the movie when uh, Jamie Lee or Jamie Jamie Lloyd is uh, possessed or infected by the evil of her uncle. And Loomis is the evil was passed on. Yes. And Loomis was going to shoot her. With oh, <laughs> give me the alternate scene where that's just how this series ends. Mm-hmm. Give me the multiverse world where Halloween 4 is the last Halloween movie and it's just Loomis platooning <laughs> Jamie Lloyd at the top of these steps just unloading a clip into her. <laughs> yeah, well, we get his uh, glorious no! No! I And then it echoes. God, it's it's got a it's really like, good punch of an ending. It's like a whine to like, <laughs> like yep. he's pained. He knows he just wasted all this time <laughs> trying to keep this evil contained. Yep. And now it's just starting all over again. You cannot stop the evil that's in Michael Myers. But yeah, it's got good a good ending. Good, yeah, good good ending to the movie. I feel even though it's it's weird that it passes. Uh, Loomis's sniff test of like, he's dead. He's mm-hmm. dead. They shot the shit out of him. Well, and we'll we'll see in the next movie they threw a fucking stick of dynamite in there too to <laughs> blow him up in God. this uh, mine shaft. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean they kind of did the same thing in Friday Four. Friday Four has sort of a similar ending, although it's it's alluded to that Tommy's going to be bad, but this movie ends with Jamie being bad. Um. But no, none of the movies, when it comes to doing the sequels after it, none of these movies have the balls to be like, yeah, we're going to have a killer kid. Mm-hmm. Well, because, you know, uh, Mustafa Akkad was like, ah, we learned our lesson with that Halloween 3 shit. We're going to bring Michael back. <laughs> so, like, we're not going to have no little kid be the killer. That's an exact 
a replica of Mustafa Akkad's voice. That's right how there. he sounds. That's how he sounds. I did a lot of research. 100% that's how he sounds. Screen accurate. <laughs> Watched a lot of uh, panels with, with the man, yes. Yes. I don't think I did. I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, is there anything else you want to touch on before we move on to our next segments, Evil? I, I'm going through the movies and it's like, yeah, I think it ranks probably high, pretty high up there with the uh, memorable ending. Good movie that gets... I feel this is the new Halloween 3. More people are coming on board, you think? No, I think they're shitting on it. Oh, well, yeah. Give it another, you know, five years or so and then maybe it'll start coming around. We can find some aspect of it to... uh to bring it back into pop culture by some means, who knows? <laughs> I think it might it might turn around, but yeah, this is this is a low ranking in the series movie, but it's one of our you and I's highest rated yeah, ones. We go to this one a lot. Oh yeah. If I'm gonna go to any random Halloween movie if I'm not in a specific mood for one, like for Friday the thirteenth, like if it's a fun, perfect like slasher mode that I'm in, I'm gonna go to part eight. If I'm in the feeling for this for Halloween, I go to four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is for us a very high mark in the franchise, and uh, it doesn't have a lot of faults as far as I'm concerned. There's a lot of fun stuff that goes on in this movie. Like you said before, decent body count. We are sans nudity, essentially. We get, you know, side boob and butt cheeks. Boy, boy, do we get close, though. We're real close. You can't get a whole lot closer. (laughs) Yeah, no. I would would curious about what you think about... uh, Before we get to the uh, blowing up of Michael and thrown into the mine shaft, we get the escorting of the hillbillies out of town. Yeah. And... We have some side so sideshow Bob shit where oh yeah where Michael is underneath the truck I'm assuming yeah he's holding on <laughs> underneath the truck yeah and just decides to all right we passed the police now I'm gonna come out from underneath this truck while it's going at high speed and mm-hmm. take out these hillbillies and rip one rip Earl's neck out oh boy barehanded. that's real good that's real good uh, logistically him hiding under the truck is a is a load of fucking bullshit but. Him hiding uh, on the truck is bullshit. Him coming up and those two guys in the back not hearing it, bullshit, or feeling it. Yeah. Like, I've I've lived in the era where you could ride in the back of pickup trucks. You would feel him climbing up that fucking thing. It'd mm-hmm. reverberate through that fucking flatbed. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, logistically, it's horse shit, right? But uh, <laughs> cin- cinematically, it's phenomenal. Makes makes as much sense as him coming off the roof of that house yeah yeah absolutely it's but it's done so well and here's the thing uh it's done in a serious tone right like there's a way to shoot that and make that really dumb but it it plays so straight that you watch it and and you and i kind of have the same like response that just it just comes out of our mouth all the time we'll just go sure like, you know, like, and that's it. That's that's as far yeah. as sure. That's that's what I I would consider the Kevin Smith diehard theory of like when you get to a certain point, you're like, yeah, John McClane on the wing of a jet. I'll go with it. Yeah, sure. And yeah, all right. So, uh, like I said, p- plenty of holes in that for him to be underneath the truck, climb up into the truck, but executed phenomenally. Uh, 
you know, super cool, blue lighting, lots of fog, lots of, like, these are good stunts. Getting thrown out of this truck and oh, fucking, yeah. like, my these God. These are dudes thrown out of flatbeds of truck at a, <laughs> even at 40 miles an hour. Oh, yeah, you're 30 f- miles an hour. You're fucked up. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, I'll be fine. I, I, I don't know how you're going to pad that. Mm-hmm. I don't I know, know how to fall. Yeah. <laughs> how the hell you learn how to fall on concrete? Yeah, like just jump out and run really fast. <laughs> you just run somebody. really fast as soon as you hit the ground. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, butthead. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, that's a great sequence. And, uh, like, that's like, it, it almost has ending-itis, but not really. Like, I... You know, we have a couple false endings, and uh, then we get all the way to the uh, <clears throat> the the possession or, or evil passed down to Jamie. But man, oh man, if that whole truck sequence and then like uh, running him over, you son of a bitch, and all that you, stuff, you son of bitch. And it's also cool to actually because up to this point. Uh, you know, Loomis has shot Michael. He shot him in the first movie. He shot him in the second movie. But they've all been pistols, right? So it's... Good, up, pist- good yeah. pistol work. And yeah, up, there's the other spot where he fucking has a vanishing act. Like, he has... Loomis has him in that diner. He has him dead to rights. And opens fire, and then he's just gone. He's just gone. In he's the wind. He's just shooting plates. Yep. But at the end oh, of the fuck. film, man... You get all these cops with these fucking riot shotguns just smoking Michael. And it's like, we we don't get a, a sequence like that of just blowing uh, a villain to smithereens until Jason goes to hell. You know, like, it's kind of on par with Jason goes to hell, except in Jason goes to hell, they shoot him with a shoot mortar. Him. Yeah, like a <laughs> rocket blast. <laughs> I don't we just have shotguns so. and pistol work in this one. Yeah, they fill his ass full of holes. Yeah. And Loomis is like, he's in hell. Where he belongs. Yeah, he fell down a mine shaft. He's good. Uh, And, like, no one goes to retrieve the body or nothing. They're just like, yep. It's Crystal Lake, man. Whatever shit falls, it lies where it falls, man. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, he's done. This is his new. Sprinkle some crack on him. Let's get out of here. (laughs) Yep. And, uh, And that's the end of Michael Myers, or at least... Until two weeks down the road when we cover the revenge of Michael Myers. Which I was so ready for that movie to come out. Like, I wasn't, like, following and waiting. A little bit like, as soon as, like, going to the video store and, oh, there's it's Halloween 5, it's here. I couldn't mm-hmm. wait to see what happens next. <laughs> then you'll have to wait two weeks to find out what we think of Halloween 5. But uh, We're not talking Halloween 5. Brown Panty Award uh, is going to Grady. <laughs> well, I knew you. Well, that's, that's given. a gimme. That's a gimme that's for a, me. Yeah, 100% given. Uh, I can't. I just. It's wrong, but I don't want to be right. I'm giving it to <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> Ah, good old Kathleen Kinmont. You get the award. Yeah. Uh, What a chest. No. (laughs) Sorry, that was just what that joke was just right there. Killer buns. (laughs) 
Well, now that we're done ranting and rambling about the movie Evil, (laughs) what does that mean? I'm just going to dwell on that a little while longer while we just queue up the the audio for Amazon One Star Reviews. Hated it! Still dwelling on that, but I press on. November 2nd, 2020, we have Doug Rockin'. Oh, he's a rockin' baby. One star, pretentious and predictable. <laughs> okay. Well, let me to go on. You know, I see you. Uh, you have have a puzzled look. You like, well, what could he possibly mean? Yes. What was originally a work of art turned into a feature-length, intelligence-insulting scare tactic. The story had no merit of honest structure, character development, or genuine horror. Every character was ridiculously at the wrong place, at the wrong time, every time. <laughs> the, the villain always knew where to be before the characters got there. The characters were just fumbling participants in one obvious setup after another. I watched it out of curiosity, and now I regret renting it and wasting my hour and a half of time to give it an honest viewing. Halloween 1, maybe Halloween 2. And even the very last Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis should be all you'll ever need to see of the Michael Myers saga. Wow. I I disagree wow. with the use of the word pretentious because I <laughs> pretentious to me is like an art house film. This is That's elevated horror. This is not pretentious, this is gratuitous. Different types of film. And uh, this satiates your bloodlust. This satiates your your want and need for masked violence, you know? So, uh, yeah, pretentious what? is a word that'd be really fucking on the bottom list of words used to describe Halloween 4. I would describe Halloween 4 as tangy before I would ever describe it as pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's too early in the morning for the what? Tangy, huh? All right. You could. I bet I bet you could find a way to to word that as a description for Halloween four better than pretentious. Sweet and sour. <laughs> I don't know. All right, so yeah, I'm just gonna reprint my cover for Halloween four and just put in parentheses tangy. Tangy says Evil Dead Inks. <laughs> well, Stop I don't me even know what lie. that fucking means. <laughs> All right, evil. Next, we got John on August 26, 2006. One star. Spare me. Tangy. <laughs> Michael burned up the dock, blew up in Halloween 2 into story. Into franchise. Yeah. <laughs> Money-hungry producers and writers need to get a brain. And think of something new. The mask is even horrible in this so-called film. Rest in peace, Mr. Pleasance. I hope God let you through the pearly gates after making such horrible sequels. Wow. Currently, Rob Zombie is remaking the original Halloween. Oh boy, did he. What a travesty. What next? Alice Cooper remaking Jaws? Ted Nugent remaking The Godfather? <laughs> Leave classics alone. <laughs> this guy. I would love to have an alternate reality where I have Alice Cooper's Jaws. <laughs> this guy is pretentious. And that makes me tangy I do not want to see Ted Nugent's Godfather that's for goddamn <laughs> sure bunch of rebel flags hanging everywhere 
<laughs> they're not Italian. They're fucking like shit kicker Southerners now. It's the beer belly rednecks. There it is. With shotguns. Bang. There, uh, there we have on uh, Halloween night of 2020. Ooh. Muldar. Mulder or Muldar? Muldar. All right. One star. Absolutely not. Lazy AF. That's it? That's it. Much ah. like J-W-R-O, Jaro, on December 8, 2016. He says one star. Turd. <laughs> one star, one word. Turd. I admire the conviction. Again. I don't know how to say this one's name. Man, Mansur, M-A-N-N-C-E-R. Mansur. Mansur works. Mansur on November 3rd, 2017. One star. Terrible. Avoid this movie. Boy, was this bad. I had to stop watching. The acting was terrible. I'll stick to Halloween 1 and 2. Well, you know, different strokes for different folks. But, uh, yeah. Next we have Vincent. Price. On May 13th. 2000. Thousand, 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 thousand. He says Halloween 4. He was shot in both eyes in Halloween 2. And now we can see. <laughs> Michael Myers, who I referred to, uh, who I referred to he. I don't know why that's in parentheses. Used to be scary and had, and had ambiguity. Now he's terrifying. I like that he got scarier, but he he but he can magically see. <laughs> I find this ridiculous. This dude's just hung up on the piss that he has sight again. Yeah, Pleasance uh, returns as the doctor to the evil monster, determined to kill him. He's not really out to kill Loomis. A new character is in the Halloween series. Daniel Harris. She plays Meyer's niece, but I find it boring that he's going after a little girl. I find it boring that the Scream Queen Curtis is not in the film. It just wasn't like the climax of the original Halloween. I think Michael Myers' Michael Myers's character is a little off, and he gets worse by H8. And I think that the horror of the original just was better and more enjoyable. Finally, I think H4 through 6 was a mistake. <laughs> he had a lot to unpack there. He did, but he just really is mostly pissed that he's like, this motherfucker can see. Yeah. Well, um, maybe 10 years in a coma, they gave him retina implants. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, he can't see. He was seeing very well last night. <laughs> I mean, it's never really determined that he can see. Maybe he's doing all this shit by feel. Yeah. Y you know, we don't see his eyes. They're all just black sockets. But <laughs> if he is truly, purely, and simply evil... <laughs> Ain't got no eye. Sure as hell can't smell us in a coma. I say he's been listening. <laughs> yep, there it is. Next on March 4th, 2022, from Pop Girl, says one star, was an in parcel with two Halloweens. The other two Halloweens. I was supposed to have Halloween 3, 4, and 5, but only had 3 and 5 in parcel. So had ordered again, and it's coming today. <laughs> All right, just bummed. You get the movie gets a one star because it didn't show up uh, in the box. 
And to round them out, this one I saved for last. This will undoubtedly be one of your favorites. All right. You are going to love this one from Michael D. On November 25th, 2016. D's nuts? One star. I got Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers, instead of Halloween 4. (laughs) So was it a Halloween 4 case with the Halloween 5 disc? He doesn't say. I'm just assuming he got the full-fledged Halloween 5 in place of Halloween 4. Oh, man. That's a letdown. Most of the time you hear me say, you know, if you get a movie in the mail that you didn't expect, you're welcome. Uh, This, on the other hand, is a slap in the face. (laughs) You cannot trade Halloween 5 for Halloween 4 in any way, shape, or form. Not Not a single facet of Halloween 5 is better than Halloween 4. I'm gonna do my best, uh, a pre pre spoiler, to do my best defending of Halloween Five, but it may be in vain when we get there. But I used to like it. <laughs> I need to. <laughs> I used. I, I, not, I mean, I've not. I've not rewatched it in a good while, so <sighs> I will have to rewatch before I get to talking about it again. So I'm 100 fresh faced on it. But my initial goal, as of right this very second, is I'm gonna give it a better spin. Than what I think it's it's gotten and going to probably Oof. still get. All right, well, you rewatch it, you get ready. Uh, you know, I, I used to do drugs. I mean, I still do, but I used to also. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Lordy Lou, but uh, <clears throat> was that the that's the end of the Amazon one star reviews? I don't know how you could top that. Yeah, yeah. you got Halloween five instead of four, I and mean, he gave Halloween four a one star rating because of it. You should go give Halloween 5 a one star because you got it. But either way. I wonder if that'll be in there when I get to Halloween 5. Look at one stars. Dude gives it one star because he's like, I ordered this and and I ordered four and got this one instead. And this one sucks. So he had to to go in and give two one star reviews for two movies (laughs) because he didn't get the right one. He may like the fourth one, but he didn't say he liked the fourth one. He's writing a one star because of the delivery of whatever (laughs) the fuck happened, and he got the fifth one. Amazon dropped the ball. Well, now that we're done with our Brown Panty Award, our ranting and rambling about the movie, and our Amazon one star reviews, Evil, what does that mean? Grab your water bottle and cue the motorheads. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. It's all about the game, and how you play it, and we're not talking ordinary prisoner Rob, man, we're talking about evil on two legs. <laughs> Perfection. That's right, it's time to play the game. And if you're new here, welcome. And you're probably scratching your head and asking yourself, what is the game? Well, the game is a deep cut in and of itself where you have to pick a prop from the movie that we are covering, but it cannot be a well-known prop. So since we're covering the Halloween franchise, this long, arduous trek, you can't say you want Michael Myers' mask, you can't say you want his coveralls, and you damn sure can't say you want his butcher knife, because those are all low-hanging fruit. So, you gotta pick something a little bit more uh, deep-cut-ish. As Evil likes to say, you go deep. Or go carve a pumpkin. (laughs) Uh, evil's an orphan evil's an orphan (laughs) I need to wear a stupid costume (laughs) and I am evil on two legs go down to ILA we got the uh, best costumes in the town or whatever the fuck the line is but that's right 
It's time to play the game, Eagle. And I think I'm going to let you go first, seeing how this is one of your uh, all-time favorites, as it is mine. But I think I've went first the past couple of weeks. Maybe. Uh, who knows? I would like to take from this movie. I don't know how to describe it, oh, but no. it's one of the f it's one of the first masks that we see Jamie walk past when she's in the drugstore. Okay. I want one of those masks just because the snake. One? I feel I huh? The one with the snake coming in and out of the eye, or the one with like the hands in the face? The hands in the face one. There you go. That's like, what he does to the cop later in the movie. Yeah, because I feel like I had seen that mask on shelves in real life, and I'd really be more or less taking that mask to be like, just to reminisce in my own head of like going Halloween costume shopping. And mm -hmm. I can still, right now, you remember in my head, whole aisles on both sides just covered with Halloween costumes and props and toys. Yeah. All for the season. And I still remember on one of those times I was looking at a mask very similar to those that we see her walk past in the movie. And then I remember I'm reaching down and grabbing and looking at one of the original uh, Nightmare on Elm Street masks. But not the mask mask. That bullshit mask that paint it yourself. Oh, yeah. And tape it to your face. Which is a stupid fucking idea. <laughs> and a stupid looking mask. <laughs> But I really want that box again. It had the Elm Street in a blue font on it. But just seeing some of those masks you walk by, it's just it's a ah, it's a nostalgic feeling. And hopefully it would have a drugstore price tag still on yeah. it. So it's like back when, yeah. Well, we still have that around here, I guess, a little bit. We have drugstores that still sell Halloween masks. But it doesn't feel not, nearly as much as it used to be. It's not as big as it was, you know. Uh, and no. that's what I was going to say, a little sidebar. When I was growing up, I know I think I think we talked about this two weeks ago or whatever where we were talking about hardware stores or maybe that was when we were covering Halloween Halloween we talking, one okay yeah, we're talking Halloween one and their amazing inventory skills so when it comes to hardware stores that same hardware store that I grew up with that was uh, Easter's right they had like two or three aisles when it, every every October and it would fill up and it would be all these it'd be like more grown-up costumes and then it would be the kid costumes then it would be props like you know your weapons or whatever uh, wigs, fucking the spray for your hair, all kinds of crazy accessories. But they would always have, like, on the very bottom shelf, like, and it would be these big boxes of horror movies on VHS. And then later, you know, it started to be, they would put DVDs there when DVDs came out. But, like, I can vividly remember, like, going and, looking at Halloween costumes and then looking at horror movies on VHS that all seemed like, you know, movies I had never seen before in my life. Like, but they all ended up being staples, you know? But yeah, I, I, I miss that. I miss the, uh, the drugstore aisles for sure. Yeah. So my prop has less to do with the actual movie of Halloween four and more just my nostalgic of where Halloween used to be, which yeah. I mean, this is an old movie, so it fits in that, that realm too of being like this is from Halloween four, but Halloween used to be way bigger. Yeah. Then then now it feels like it's a fucking footnote step. It's a stepstone to three months of fucking Christmas shit, which is disgusting. Yeah. Halloween, Halloween used to be a real big deal when we were kids. 
yeah, Halloween used to be the whole fucking month and month and a half, really. Like, this last two weeks of September and all of October was Halloween month. We did not see this Christmas bullshit until post-Thanksgiving. Thanks Thanksgiving used to be its own thing. Now, it's just Thanksgiving is just the first run of Christmas. Yeah. And the second round of the Christmas is the actual Christmas. That's stupid. It's like a virus that's just mutating and taking over. <laughs> I hate every fucking minute of it. Uh, but that is a good prop, dude, because, uh, you know, we already talked about how this movie kind of encapsulates everything October, right? The and, season. I yeah. feel cold during those opening credits. Yeah. Well, like it's a crisp, cold air I feel on my face. And also, I think this is, if, if I'm not mistaken, it's been a hot minute since I've revisited the franchise uh, as a whole. But, like, this might be the only film in the franchise that depicts costume shopping you know what i mean like and that's a big deal especially yeah. when we were kids that was a big deal oh yeah so uh i mean i th i think they kind of do it in halloween resurrection but they're it's not costumes i think they're trying on clothes so they can be on that fucking reality show but we'll get to that <laughs> oh yeah um but as far as my prop goes i've already done my best to duplicate said prop but i just gotta have it i gotta have bucky's hard hat man um, I I need it in the world. Pre or worst post way. fried? Pre, pre you want fried. It charred up? <laughs> uh, no, I want semi melted. It, I want it unmelted. Um, I would actually settle for Bucky's entire wardrobe. Like that would be, you know, the button up blue shirt with the fucking electric it's company name pocket. on it. Yeah, the pocket protector. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I've never in real life ever seen where you could buy pocket protectors. Really? Ever. I have no fucking clue where to buy them, <laughs> where to look to buy them. Is that but, an office max? Be, better check office Amazon. Office space. You know, I don't know what office store or what the fuck ever. Hey, I will look at Amazon. Pocket protectors. <laughs> I'm going to do that right now. They haven't been a thing since Revenge never, of the Nerds. And I've never seen them anywhere in real life. I also don't think I ever have either, which is kind of weird. But, uh, oh man, you know, you to can get one on Amazon for eight bucks and it's <laughs> leather. Oh man, that's fancy. Black leather, blue, white, brown. Why would you Doesn't want a white matter. one and your pens are going to bleed on it? Well, it's, well, it's, it's pro to, to protect from your clothes. Well, yes. So who gives a fuck what happens to the protector? I guess. That's I why don't. it's the protect. It's leather. It's not going to bleed through the leather. I don't know, man. I don't, I. Does your blood bleed through your skin? All the time. <laughs> I was like, you don't look like Frank from Hellraiser over there. <laughs> Looks like your skin's holding that shit in pretty good, so I would think the leather would hold ink in pretty well, too. My skin's like a sponge. If you squeeze it, blood comes out the pores. But uh, That's gross. Let us know your props in any of our comment sections. Track us down on YouTube, Discord, Patreon, all of the above, yada yada. Make sure you do whatever you do to podcasts. You rank it, you like it, you share it, you yada, yada. Um, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but on that note, I suppose we should probably get going because, after all, there's a lot of movies out there and somebody's got to watch them, so why not us, right? Don't rush me, Roger. Timing's got to be primo. <laughs> Wayne, you're an asshole. Wait, wrong movie. <laughs> <laughs>